the world is really noisy lately. I mean, it's, it's, it's full of voices, hurt voices, wounded voices, angry voices that are confused, voices that are spewing mean and vile, awful things, voices that are crying out because they're the subject matter of those vile and cruel things. So many voices filling the air electronically within our ear. So many voices, and you wonder, why the heck should I speak up? Why should I add my voice to that? Why should I, you know, speak against something or for something if, if, if all I'm doing to is adding to the noise? Why? I'm afraid to. I don't, I don't want to be called or labeled something, so I don't want to add my voice to this because, because you know what? I'll be labeled something that I don't want to be labeled as. I don't want to add my voice to this because I'm so angry myself I don't know what to say. Why should I dare add my voice to the noise that is going on? Have you wondered that? I have. I mean, I know some of us might not have. Maybe we, we, we just we we can we can kind of screen out the noise and and, and and all the turmoil and all the stuff that's going on. And 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 I'm, if you can, that that is wonderful. That's a great gift that you have. Please impart it to the rest of us. But you, if you're someone like me who is a communicator, who, who, who strives to be a better communicator, you know, who wants to have a voice uh, that speaks encouragement and life and purpose, uh, this is a challenging time. And I'm going to suggest to you this morning that you're all communicators. Because you've been entrusted with a voice that is not your own. See, you've been given words, you've been given purpose, you've been given, you have been designed to be a spokesperson for God. Because you're a temple. You, he resides in you. And really, in all truth and honesty, you can't keep silent. You can't. You can pause before you speak, and I wish there were many Christians that I listened to that they would pause before they speak. Social media pause, blog post pause, math pause. I wish there would be a lot more pausing, but I also wish there would be a whole lot more speaking. And I do think that that's the heart of God this morning, as we talk about a bold voice. So you've been given a voice. And if you've been given something, we have learned throughout the years in our walk with Jesus Christ, if God has given us something, it is meant to be regifted. We have no choice in this. If we say that we belong to the King of Kings, if we have bent our knee to Jesus Christ, and He is our Lord and Savior, we are no longer our own. 
we belong to him. We go where he tells us to go. We say what he wants us to say. And we do what he wants us to do. This is the life of a son and daughter of the Most High God. So the issue is, then what should our voice be talking about? How do we raise our voice? When do we raise our voice? And what should the words be that come from that voice? Our, our voice is the sound that our whole life makes. Not just the words that come from our mouth. Is the, our voice is the, is the life that comes out of us. How we speak. How we act. What we say we believe. How we walk out what we say we believe. Our voice is all that. And God wants to do something with that voice so that we are not afraid to speak And there are times where we need to pause and we're not afraid to pause. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. A quick summary, we have found out that boldness comes from belief, that what we believe about God is how we're going to act in this world. If we believe that Father God is good and kind and faithful, and He is, we're going to walk out in that way. If we truly believe that God is good, our boldness is going to come from believing that He is good, that He's faithful, that He's just, that He's kind. All those things, that He's righteous. That's how, if we believe those things, our boldness comes from that. We discovered that bold prayers come from listening first and then praying with God's will. And that we pray with His purposes. And then our prayers become bolder because really what they are is an extension of His heart. So bold prayers come from listening first to His will, His purposes, and then we can pray more effectively. We said that boldness is our willingness to do the right thing at the right time, regardless of the opposition or the fear that we face. And that boldness wasn't being reckless. It might be risky, but it wasn't being reckless. Because there's always purpose behind the boldness of God. There's always purpose behind anything God does. But there's always purpose when He asks us to step out in boldness always purpose. might be risky, but it's never reckless. And so we talked about bold prayers, bold hearts, and these are two ways that we experience the, the, the relationship that we have with God. And now we come to bold voices. And I want to say, if I gave each one of you one minute, one minute this morning of uninterrupted time, that you could, you could say anything. You could express any opinion, any, anything that you wanted to come out of your mouth for one minute, that no one would oppose what you say, no one would comment on what you say. You, I gave you each one minute just to, to speak whatever was on your mind and your heart. I wonder what you would say. Do you wonder what you would say? Do you know what you would say? 
Luke 6.45, I think kind of speaks to this. The good person now, the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person now, the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What our hearts are full of, we bring out. Our opinions, our words, our actions, our deeds, our thoughts, and what we see as treasure... What we hold as treasure comes from what our heart is full of. That's kind of sobering, isn't it? It's sobering to me. The Greek, Greek word here for evil means hurtful, diseased, and full of malice. The Greek word for treasure means a place where valuables are kept, where precious things are stored. And here's the challenge that I see in this. We are a spokesman for God. Our voice matters in this world. It is important for us to understand what we treasure in our hearts. That perhaps there are some things from our past, some things that we, uh, that we used to believe that still uh, affects the way we think today that we see as treasure because we're holding on to them because we, have, we put them in a, in a place in our, in our lives and our hearts and our minds that we value them because we don't get rid of them. You don't get rid of things. You, you place the value on something. That sometimes we might be afraid to speak or afraid to act or move because because we know that that's still there in our hearts. And God is saying, uh, I, I need you to give that to me today. I don't know what that is for you. I know in my own life when I was reading this and studying for this and and asking, okay, what, what things do I see as treasure that are really not treasure, but I'm holding on to them as if they were treasure, as if they were valuable to me? What are those things in my life that I need to let go? What are those things in, in my heart that I need to let go of and repent from and, and just to let go? So when I speak out of the abundance of my heart, it is full of you and not anything else. That makes sense. Bold prayers, a bold heart, and a bold voice depend on what our hearts are full of, and they got to be empty of the things that are not God's truth. They're just we just have to empty that from our hearts, and we need the Holy Spirit to do that in order to have a bold voice. If you would, turn to Acts 4. I'm going to read verses uh, 16 to 20. Peter and John had just, uh, you know, recently healed a, a, a lame man. And it has upset the religious authorities to the, to the extent that they're, they're threatening to put them in, into jail. 
And they're telling him to be quiet and not to talk about these things. And here's the council talking among themselves. When, when they had commanded them to leave, the council talked with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For a notable sign has been performed throughout them, through them is evident, and to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. But in order that it may not spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name, Jesus. So they called them, Peter and John, and they charged them not to speak and to teach in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I love Peter and John here. This is awesome. Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you or, or to, to you rather than to God, you must judge. But we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Some lessons I think we can get here. First, the world is going to try to silence your voice. Here's the thing. The world might actually see the truth, recognize the truth, and still reject it. This is what happened here. They could not deny that this man was healed. Couldn't deny it. They saw the truth of God's power in, in, in front of them, but they rejected it. See, the world will do that. The world will see the truth. They, they will hear the words coming from your mouth. They will recognize the truth, and they will still reject it. And then they will try to silence your voice. This is what they try to do to hear it, to tell them Peter and John. You know what? Don't talk about this anymore. Okay, it happened. We, we acknowledge that we can't deny that it happened. But you're not going to talk about it anymore. See, the world does that. And the world is going to increasingly do that. And we have to be like Peter and John. Not afraid to say, you can judge this any way you want to. We answer to God. And we're going to keep on speaking the truth. This is what we're going to do. Our voices are not going to be quiet. We, can't, we, we shouldn't be surprised that the world is going to try to silence our voice, but it shouldn't silence us. God encourages our voice to be bold. In Acts 18, 9-10, it says this, And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but Go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. God is saying here, that word uh, uh, for, um, excuse me, do not be afraid here means do not let fear make you mute. Do not let fear make you mute, unable to speak. And he says that he's going to be with us. I think the second lesson that we learned from this is that we speak boldly when we believe deeply. We speak boldly when we believe deeply. There are a lot of voices out there that believe deeply about what they believe in. And they're not afraid to speak about it. There's all kinds of people that believe deeply. And they're talking all the time about their deep beliefs. Well, we have a deeper belief. 
We have the belief that the gospel is the power to save people. Peter and John say this simple phrase, we cannot help speaking. In this phrase, the Greek word dunamami uh, is in this, in this phrase. And it means power, and it means enabled by God. But it, this is how it could be translated. That phrase could be translated, I am powerful to speak. I am powerful to speak. Peter John is saying, I am powerful to speak the truth of who God is. Because I've seen him. I've touched him. I've been touched by him. So the things that I've seen and heard about Jesus Christ, I am powerful to speak about. It's huge. It's huge. No wonder they were so bold. I am powerful to speak. Is boldness rising in your spirit yet? I hope so. A lion's roar is the loudest roar of any of the big cats. And its roar can be heard up to five miles away. A lion's territory is about 100 square miles. It needs a big voice because it's communicating with other lions. It's calling out to other lions. The scientists have discovered that lions have a language, that their roars change depending on who they're talking to. But the whole idea is that their lion roar is so loud because it needs to cover a lot of territory. It needs to be able to speak over its domain. Getting excited? When I was studying this, and this changed dramatically on Saturday, there was a cross-reference to, to, a, to, a, to Amos, the book of Amos. Listen to this, Amos 3.8. The lion has roared, and who isn't frightened? The sovereign Lord has spoken, so who can refuse to proclaim his message? read that one more time. I got so juiced when I read this cross-reference. The lion has roared, so who isn't frightened? The sovereign Lord has spoken, so who can refuse to proclaim his message? Peter and John were proclaiming. They said, because we believe so deeply about the things we've seen and heard, about Jesus, because of the lion that is in me, I am powerful to speak. The lion of Judah has roared over his territory, and I cannot refuse to speak the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power to save. It is morally impossible. I cannot avoid it. The lion has roared, and I will speak for him. This is what Peter and John are doing right now in this passage. They're saying, you know, we've seen Jesus do the things that he did, healing people, miracles after miracles. We, we, we know that he was raised from the dead. We saw the power in his words. We saw him change lives no matter where he went. And you know what? 
I'm going to talk about it. You can't stop me. You can't silence me. Not only will I not be silenced, you can't stop me from speaking. Because the lion has roared over his territory. This is his territory. The world is his territory. The world is his. It belongs to him. Let's stop believing that it belongs to the enemy. It doesn't belong to the enemy. It is the Lord's. And because it is the Lord's, guess what? It's ours. This is our territory. Can we act like it is? Can we believe, believe like it is? Can we behave like it is? Can we be unafraid to speak words that bring life and purpose into each other's? The lion has roared, and who isn't terrified? I am afraid if I do not speak how I disappoint my father. I am powerful to speak. You are powerful to speak. Because this word says we are. Not because we're great orators or we have you know, uh, ease of speaking or we always know the right words. This word promises to give us the words when we need them. Exactly when we need them. There's one more lesson, but it's not found in this passage. It's found in Philipp, uh, Philippians 1.14. And most of the brothers, having been confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. A bold voice is contagious. (laughs) Paul's imprisonment for being bold for Christ encouraged other followers to do the same. That phrase, having become more confident, means to convince someone, to persuade someone, to befriend someone. This was done in relationship. See, earlier when we read about, he told Paul not to be afraid because there, there were many that belonged to God in that city. That he was going to t- take comfort, that he was going to have a follower, other followers of Christ with him, that he, he should, don't worry about being bold and, and not be afraid. He should just speak because there's going to be others of people of God in that city. This is the same encouragement for us. We have each other. That should make us bold. The, the commitment, the community, the, the, the absolute brotherhood and sisterhood of the faith should make us bold. And that's what these scriptures are saying. That we, As I step out in boldness, as you step out in boldness, it's contagious. We, we catch something. It's a contagion. And it makes us more bold because we know that we have each other's back. See? Everything God does, He does in relationship. Everything He does, He does in relationship with Him and with each other. Everything He does. best way to start a movement of, of a bold witness is to step out in boldness. That's the best way. It's really the only way. So I think we need to pray for, to God to guard our words. Because we talk about what comes out of our mouth. If we had one uninterrupted moment, a minute, what would we say? 
I guess it might depend on who we're with. Psalm 141, 1-4 says this, A Psalm of David, O Lord, I am calling to you, please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you, as my upraised hands as an evening offering. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Don't let me drift towards evil or take part in acts of of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. We ask God to, to put a guard on our lips. But you see where that scripture started? It started with worship. I would say any time that we're entering a, a situation when we know we have the Holy Spirit in us and we know we're about to, we need to say something, we need to, to, to step out in faith and speak to a certain situation, I suggest that in our spirits that we worship for us. Sing a song of worship. Give praise offering to God in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. And then ask God, God, in this situation, give me the words to say and guard my lips. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if our heart is full of God and full of worship and full of praise, only good words can come from that. Only words full of life can come from that place. Those words might be confronting words. I'm not saying that, I'm not talking about being mammy pammy and, you know, let's just talk about love and, you know, and everyone hugs every other. I'm not saying that. You know, love is very confrontive. God's love. Because it demands a change. The world's love is we accept everything and everybody and you know we're all going to die in hell someday if we do that. But I mean this, God's love is confrontive. It is. But it brings life. And then we're going to pray for the right words. Ephesians 6, 19-20. Pray that I will be given the message to speak and that I might fearlessly explain the mystery about the good news. I was sent to do this work and that's the reason why I'm in jail. So pray that I will be brave and I will speak as I should. Paul's in prison and he's still looking for ways to speak about Jesus. We are powerful to speak when we pray this way. Bold prayers, bold hearts, bold voice. Comes from knowing who is inside of us, what our heart is full of. You know, free speech does not come from the Constitution. I'm sorry, it just does not. It comes from God. God's the only one that can give us free speech. There isn't a piece of paper on this planet that guarantees anything because it could all be taken away. This world is going to get, it's going to be increasingly a challenge for us to speak about the gospel. It's just going to be. 
The word promises that, that we can be bold as lions. Unafraid to roar over God's territory. The lion has roared. And who, can, who isn't afraid? I'm telling you, if we speak with the boldness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's going to frighten some people. And those frightened people will fight back. That's okay. That's okay. God promises to give us the words. God promises to come into our hearts so that we speak from His heart, His purposes, His, His desire, and not our own. So we can fiercely go into conversations into into places and speak God's truth without worrying about the own contents of our own heart. And I think that's where it has to start for us. See, I already know what's in the contents of people's hearts in the world. Okay, that, that's no surprise. It shouldn't surprise us that people think the way they think without Jesus Christ. Why are we surprised about this? <laughs> Why... Why do we let that upset us? That the world thinks the way it thinks. It's unredeemed. It's lost. It's a wounded animal. We have words of life. We have words that actually change people's lives. It's changed ours. Has it not? I know what it means. In that song we say, you know, the, the, the fatherless. You know, I know what that means. I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. And I know what it feels like on the other side of that. So think about what God has done in your life. The things that you have seen and the things that you've heard about Jesus Christ. And remember, you can say, I am powerful to speak. Because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You're going to come against opposition. Yes. The world is going to be able to see the truth and some of them are going to reject it, but the truth is some of them will receive it. And we've got to keep on speaking so more and more people will receive it. Accept it. Believe it. And come into the kingdom of life. Father, we thank you that you love us so well that you have given us a voice. And like your word promises, you have made us bold to speak. That you have made us powerful to speak. We thank you for that prophecy in Amos that says the lion has roared and who isn't terrified? And that people who speak for you, are they can't help but speak the message of the gospel. And that's us. That's us right here, right now. I pray for all of us that you would give us bold voices that speaks out of the abundance of our heart that's been redeemed and restored by you. That we would speak from that place and that place only. That every opinion, that every thought, that every attitude would be filtered through the blood of Jesus first. It is only your kingdom that matters. Not our agenda, not our political affiliation, not the fact that we're Americans even. We are your sons and daughters. 
We represent the kingdom. And how we walk that out as Americans, yes, please change what that looks like for us. As we, as we walk through this life as, as your sons and daughters, that wherever we go, we will speak boldly, we will love boldly, we will act boldly because we know who is inside of us. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, the great Messiah who came so that everyone can know the Father again. So we ask, Father, for, for this community that we live in first, that, that there will be a great revival in this community. That bold words will come from all the churches and all the believers. That bold actions will come from all of us, the, the big C church of High Park. And that as we walk through our community, as we walk through our families and our neighborhoods and our schools and our workplaces, that every word that comes from our mouth, every, everything, that you would guard our lips. You would, you would give us the words. Because we want to speak words of life. Words that make a difference. So we ask that. We ask that, that you make us bold in the ways that we need to be. And we thank you for this, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.